This is Death Before Dishonor. I'm Genesee. My character is Xanatari. She's a good-aligned Kalishtar war priest. She has psionic powers. I'm Daniel. There are many eyes in the shadows. This symbol is renowned for being associated with the Rod of Orcus, the artifact that I'm after. I'm Eric. My, my name is is Cesar, and no no surname. I was a, a slave worker for the uh, undead armies of Thay for seventy five years. I'm Kevin. I am here to learn to be a better knight, I guess, for lack of a better word. I I, I kind of have my own personal quest, I guess, uh, just to become a protector of people. And I'm Tinzian. Beauty's a D&D. Can't end the story. Goes anywhere you want it. Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. I'm Kevin. I'm represented by one single line in the bumper. And this <laughs> is Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday, April 6th. And this is episode 50 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Gray Area Podcast. Last week... Let me think, it's been a while. We went into the church and found several murdered bodies uh, whose throats were slit and other gruesome things. I believe Mithrin is still looking for his stick of wonder. And uh, I'm going to let Tinsian catch us up on where we are currently. So, Dungeon Master, you are a go. Having been released by Xanatari back into the wild world of D&D, uh, the party is finding itself in quite the situation. Uh, it was originally plans to be able to head out of town long by now, but the situations and political forces in the world appear to have uh, come to Winterhaven. A vast chunk of the city is under attack, and or has been under attack. It's still quite unclear, but the law enforcement aspect of Winterhaven appears to be largely gone. The inn where the party was staying appears to have blown up, and who knows what other uh, forces within the town have been decapitated, perhaps literally and physically. The party is exiting from the Church of Palor, which is the deity of the sun, to this point, the priestess who has been interacting with the party both in Season 1 and limitedly in Season 2 is deceased. Mithrin, having not shared this with the party as yet, and may not, has encountered a vision of, out of character, uh, the Raven Queen, which is the deity of the dead within the Forgotten Realms at this point in time. The rest of the party is eager to push on to find some other doings within town, and Thorn at last mission was scorned by Cesar, the bomb squad, no surname, and Xanatari, as they were trying to figure out what was in the box they had disarmed, and took off out of town on top of Fluffy, the giant spider, which he has managed to bring back under control. To this point, I am going to start with uh, Kevin this time. Actually, let's start with Thorn. 
um, just to bring him up to speed, and then we'll go to you, Mithrin, because I'm sure you're going to want to push for the inn. Yes. Thorn, how yeah. far out of town have you gone so far, and what sort of control are you exerting over Fluffy? Um, okay, so using my complex brain for mathematics, um, eight legs moving at 25 miles per hour, um, plus roller skates. 3 p.m. Subtract. <laughs> yes! Eureka! Um, no, no, I've probably not gone very far out of town. I'm sort of just letting the spider wander on its own, um, seeing where it, where, where it takes me. Okay. Um, how far into the actual forest, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, other than that, I'm sort of just, I want to see where this spider's going to take me. Um, okay. Uh, I'll just adding, uh, quickly, just adding, just adding on. Uh, I'm also, um, I, I guess I've got like a, a small knife or something on me, you know, as all adventurers do, and I'm, I'm marking like trees or branches. At, I know it seems a little bit redundant because it's so far up the tree, but um, just to, to mark where I'm going. So you know, every couple of trees, I'm, I'm leaving a mark or something. All right. And then they ate the breadcrumbs. Talking <laughs> of bread, come here, sandwich. Yes, this is this is this is why Thorne chose not to use breadcrumbs because he's probably eaten the entire supply of it. <laughs> <laughs> the spider has taken you uh, since you are near the jail when you exit, taking you on sort of a northeasterly path out of town. Despite its large, colossal, and fear-inducing, when under the effects of fair fire and uh, screaming doers of good uh it seems rather nimble and is able to get through the trees in the forest with large degree of ease it does seem to be adjusting again to the fact that it has a rider despite its brief period of uh, non-captivity and is running or not necessarily running but is moving at full speed and seems to be fairly mindful that it's got you on its back it begins to take sort of a northerly turn, and you soon wind up on a game path that is uh, fairly well hidden, but uh, would seem to be something that uh, hasn't quite seen the footprints of man before, or except for maybe the most local of hunters, yet... There are footsteps on the path that you can see, since it's been somewhat uh, disturbed here and there, that perhaps this is no longer the case. And from what you can tell from off in the distance through various breaks in the trees, you are heading towards uh, a direction of uh, some mountain ranges well off in the distance. Okay. So we will pick up with you in a little bit. Mithrin, welcome, Hello. Here welcome I am. to the episode tonight. Hi. How's everyone Hi. doing? For uh, a couple couple weeks now, uh, a couple episodes for the listeners, you have uh, been chewing on your fingernails uh, in desperate worrying about your uh, story stick. Yes! I have plans <laughs> for that stick. Your, your tail may rod. Ha- may have <laughs> exactly. We, mayhaps we may find an answer to this question this evening. Yes! Um... So, it's open for you. Um, I 
where is everyone in relation to me right now? I, I realized I was exiting the temple. Temple. You are exiting the temple. Uh, oh, by the way, as you were doing that, there sounds like there is a large number of uh, lightning and lightning strikes uh, nearby, along with Capola. Good, solid booms of thunder. Yes. Mm. Cesar and Xanatari, where are you in relation to the heels of Mithrin? I'm behind the left one. I'm behind the right one. Okay. Yes, follow me. I'm the leader. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, so, and since they are well-armored heels, you will not need to roll for a hide check, although we may need to roll for Gargamel and Azrael if you're that able to hide. <laughs> uh, okay. I am, uh, I am headed straight to the end. I ha- my belongings are all I have left of home, so I need to see where they are. Okay. Xanatari uh, and Cesar, are you guys following suit, or are you splitting off? Well, that sounds like a good enough place to go to report the murder that we found, and the murderer, or, or at least the assume, we assume it's the murderer who had the murder weapon. So okay. that... That's, I guess, it seems to be one of the focal points of the town, since the temple is maybe one of the other ones, and there's obviously no one there that we can really speak to at this point, so. Okay. Sanitari? Agreed. I think uh, we should stick together. We don't... This is very strange. The town's kind of empty. We've got things exploding. We've got drow everywhere. I don't think we should break off on our own right now. Okay. The party Except makes, for Thorn, he can go where he wants. He's got the giant spider. <laughs> yeah, okay. The party making great uh, haste through the early morning arrives quickly at the inn to find not only the barkeep and what appears to be his family, but a large number of patrons, uh, some who seem to be trying to overcome the effects of either sleep or uh, a drug-induced haze, and others who are sitting there watching the burning building with some degree of awe, trepidation, and, oh shucks, there goes our social hour. <laughs> fire! Fire! You can, Thank God he didn't have a distillery in there. It's it's almost as if uh, some of the regulars have positioned themselves around the barkeep, either in a protective formation or maybe they're just used to being that far and arranged in a certain <laughs> way at their favorite seats at the bar. In either case, the cadre of people look over as Mithrin comes running in and they all stand and begin running towards... Mithrin cheering in in that sort of beleaguered we've been hit by all the forces of hell and yet here is you know the you know the good thing that sort of sets their beleaguered minds away Mithrin you have a tiny horde of perhaps eight nine people that are uh, charging your way cheering you this feels very odd, but uh, um, as I approach them, I'm going to go, is everyone okay? Is everyone all right? You are quickly grabbed uh, grabbed up and uh, put upon the arms, of a, the shoulders of a couple of regulars, <laughs> and 
they sort of begin, uh, you know, sort of all talking and just kind of cheering. And, you know, there, there's finally some hope brought to this day. Uh, a couple of the other members of this posse break off over towards Xanatari as well. And they seem uh, relieved to see her since she is a member of the original team that, you know, brought safety to this group. And, uh, Cesar, I'm sorry to say, but, uh, none of the grannies appear to be out right now. So, uh, the, the, the grannies, excuse appears. me. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're making some incorrect assumptions there. <laughs> The slightly after expiration date, ladies of the night. <laughs> oh, that's so wrong. So wrong. Good coin can get you a lot of things, my friend. <laughs> well, apparently not at this uh, limited buffet table. All right. This morning. Um, however... Uh, a couple do greet Cesar because they realize that he is rolling with this particular company now. and uh, He's rolling with yeah. the homies? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Throw gang signs. Yes. Uh, although to the town, his metal has not fully been challenged, no pun intended, since he is an artificer. They get to blow up a Death Star, I believe. We won't get into trying to show you at this point in time. Thank you. Okay. Uh... Mithrin and everybody else is at the inn. The place has pretty much been destroyed. The epicenter of the explosion is roughly where you'd sort of think the room was. Um, <laughs> you were all <laughs> there may or may not be a small flaming fragment uh, that is embedded into a tree across the uh, courtyard of the inn um, that's still kind of smoldering and just kind of <laughs> there that may or may not be your uh, staff. <laughs> okay. Wow. Uh, However, <laughs> time to re-roll your staff. <laughs> no, well, you know, there's there's so, there's something to follow, but you want to jump in here, uh, Mithrin, go on ahead. No, no, I was going to say, go ahead. I, I didn't have anything super important other than the fact that I'm standing here going, No! <laughs> For a long time. Oh, I wanted to let you know that the chat room would like to know, without your staff, how will you please the ladies? <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Many staffs. Staves. Slipped him a few tools. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there's, 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 a, there's a lot of stuff that should have stayed in uh, Forgotten Realms, uh, Vegas. But uh, <laughs> what happens in insist- Forgotten Realms never Didn't. is remembered. He he he, ins- he insists on taking it, and no matter what, how encrypted it is, who knows? All right, you got it. Okay, so you were saying, DM, as you, as you are uh, screaming no, and they're. All of a sudden, you know, the, the, the crowd holding you up is somewhat surprised because uh, they didn't realize that you had a fear of heights until this point in time. <laughs> there's a mixture of comments in that there's, it's somewhat odd because they, they're like, well, it is him. He looks a little different, but um, no, no, it, it, it is him. It's just he, he, he must have just 
wanted to take the armor off or something. Maybe he, maybe he's used to these, you know, celebrations or something. But as you continue to scream, um, your horse, Mithrin, and I'm not exactly sure if you had a horse before. <laughs> you do now. But there's, there is, it's dead. there is a horse that is uh, near um, all of this activity. It's sort of off in the middle of the courtyard with the other horses of the party. Apparently some of the locals have realized that an event of this nature, if the traveling company was still in effect, would eventually be needing these things to fight evil, have apparently undertaken um, the preparation of your steeds. Uh, but it, it, it clearly does say uh, in some sort of script that um, you know you are that it is the the property of Mithrin. Oh. <laughs> next, next to it, though, uh, leaning up against the very well-behaved horse, uh, appears to be your staff. Yes. So wrong. Oh well, my God! Yes. So wrong. You you are. And what do you I'm, got against I'm, my staff? And, and and I'm and I'm and I'm not trying to send this down an incorrect path, but I'm sure Thorn will uh, fall off this cliff in a few moments. But um, being very well familiar with the dimensions of your staff, having carved <laughs> a large degree of it. Uh, yeah. Um, there are some at a distance, perhaps either optical illusions or otherwise, um, that doesn't quite strike you as being exact to the staff that you left uh, earlier in the evening. The one leaning up against the horse doesn't? You are correct. Uh, I, I need to go invest, investigate this immediately. Okay. Check it out. Well, as, as you sort of work your uh, way down off the shoulders, let us go to Cesar and... Let's go to Xanataria first here. I would just be baffled by the uh, reception we're getting, considering my assumption that because we were attacked by drought and we hadn't seen a lot of activity in the town, that they probably were also attacked, and and that they probably would look at Midthorn especially and say, hey, that guy was talking about the drow, and suddenly the drow came, and primitive people, <laughs> you know, simple people in a town would usually kind of associate that like with some sort of witchcraft or something or like blame uh-huh. him but they seem to be happy that we're here i don't know if it's because um when we came back from the keep on the shadow fell maybe they feel like we can help them or or i would be curious as to their reasoning why okay my suspicious nature very good well they are clearly at talking to you and trying to inform you of some things because they realize that you are one of the founding members of the company and um, I don't believe this company has ever been named so I'll just refer to it as a traveling company for now I think we tried once to name it Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember what the end of Super Omega Alpha Team Squadron um, I'll, I'll go <laughs> back, I'll go Super back Saiyan. and you'll form the gesture yes okay mm. uh, actually though um by the way, Thorne, you do get um, 100 experience points for learning how to ride a uh, giant spider. Just I had toss that. <laughs> uh, um, nice. But they, they sort of realize that 
um, something of this nature is, is going to. And as they're talking, um, a large number of people, um, a large number of stories is the town really honestly isn't sure what hit them. Um, all that they're aware of and so forth is just that suddenly there were calls within the street to bar the doors and stay off the streets and take cover, take cover, something is coming. And the town has been somewhat fearing reprisal from the Keep of the Shadowfell incident because, you know, undead have long memories and perhaps some seal was broken. And, you know, they're not accusing the party in any way of bringing doom and misfortune from there, just that the town was um, prepared enough that they have been ready for something to hit. But if any, does anyone here mention Drow, Xanatari? I wouldn't directly say the word drow. I would just say what happened here or question them on what they've seen. Do you bring up any suspicions regarding Mithrin verbally? No. Okay. (laughs) Wait till he gets his staff and then... (laughs) I would say I think it's the fault of that staff. You better burn it immediately. Okay. Uh, We will have words shortly. The, 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 smol- the smoldering bit that's attempting to do a, uh, a, its impression of a branch in the nearby tree would perhaps argue with you that that's already been done, but um, <laughs> it, 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 is, it is clear, though, from the people here, um, especially the family members of the barkeep, that uh, apparently a Mithrin of rather epically armored and awesome uh, appearance kicked in the door um, just shortly after the uh, events started to unfold where there were these shouts to stay indoors, stay indoors. And the door was kicked in. People were told to get out. Uh, One of the drunks was picked up and chucked out the door. And then as the first explosions started going off within the uh, inn, Mithrin was seen running upstairs, up the burning, now burning stairs, uh, dodging bits and pieces that were falling from the roof. Uh, There was a crash heard upstairs uh, somewhere around the area of the family quarters. And soon he was seen... um, leaping from the window with two small figures through the roof of the barn, uh, the shed sort of stable thing next door, which is uh, known by most to be containing of hay, so he wasn't too bad, and uh, soon emerged before the flame engulfed, uh, before the barn became engulfed by flames, having known to rescue the two small children of the barkeep. And before raising his sword and charging off into the night. I would eye Cesar, like, did you notice him leaving us? <laughs> That's a lot to do in five minutes. That's yeah, not really something I would say would be possible within the laws of physics I'm familiar with. We were occupied with that box, but I didn't think, hmm. Well, but- I've... I'll be honest, I've been known to lose more than a few minutes on a project, but not usually when I'm working with someone. But as, as we all know with tales, uh, the, the first couple tellings are usually the freshest to form. And from what you're hearing, 
this was pretty damn epic. Um, yes, you know, he very, is. very innate, <laughs> innate armor. Um, and <laughs> for those in the chat room, uh, there was just the epic pose from Mithrin on camera. Um, the fun and interesting part, though, is that when they came out, they found the horse there, um, just calmly amidst the chaos. So they sort of figured that, wow, if he is this prepared to fight combat, you know, fight evil or whatever's misfortune is happening at the drop of a dime, um, maybe, you know, they can, they can sort of show by example that they too are okay. And, um, you know, can stand alongside the company and they went out and they prepared the horses. They don't necessarily know why they would need horses, just that probably the trouble isn't actually sourced here in town. But I mean, this story is epic. Mithrin, mm. saver of small children. Jumper that's into haylofts. That's what I do. I jump into haylofts with children. <laughs> Stop there. <Yep. laughs> I'm not listening. I'm not listening. <laughs> yes. Hey, kids, want to see my story stick? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, now, now my staff is forever for tainted. Oh, man. Mithrin. Terrible. Mithrin, are you, are you paying attention to any of this, or are you immediately making no, this beeline? No, I, I am absolutely 100% uh, fixated on my possessions, too. Because, okay. I mean, just, just to explain it to the listeners is that, I mean, this is literally all I have left of my home without going back there. And so it's, it's very important to me to have those connections. Okay. Cesar. Yes. Uh, having been sort of the group that's milling around, uh, Xanatari and having heard some of this stuff and you're kind of back and forth, uh, let's pick, pick up with you. Well, with my scientific mind, I like to maybe try to, investigate and try to figure out what actually happened um okay. i maybe i missed it is is the place like blazing at this point or is it it, um, it was it was an extremely fast burning uh conflagration uh-huh. and uh there's some odd smells in the air but uh right now it's it's kind of smoldering the the stone portions are still standing um you know charred okay. and sooty and stuff but would i be I mean, able to to make my way towards like the center of where everything went ha- went down uh, more than likely um if you were careful and made uh you know a couple a couple athletics checks here and there just to make sure you're not getting into a hot spot but surprisingly enough as you as your analytic as your analytical mind starts to kick in you you do happen to notice that um in town where there is that odd tower uh the tower does seem to be back and it seems to be not quite as funky an angle as it sometimes is in the uh afternoon sky well, oh, that, not afternoon um, now but in the past sometimes it's been that player knowledge that's the one with the crazy wizard guy in it that it, it's it's the one that keeps appearing near the bakery and disappearing and the right, door keeps yeah. changing yes okay but uh, if, if if you want to head into the into the inn, uh, yeah, I want to see if I can maybe find 
fragments or remnants of whatever started the the blaze or the explosion. Okay. Uh, over the course of, you know, how much time are you looking to spend doing this? Are you going to go pretty in-depth and we got to get you into Nozo, or uh, are you just going to do this? Well, no, I can take my time. I mean, I, I don't have, you know, too much. There's nothing, you know, extremely pressing. I guess Thorn's off on a spider somewhere, but he seemed to leave the second time of his own accord, so he seems to okay. be under control. So, yeah, I'll, I'll try to, you know put my mind to it and t- take some time to figure out what happened. Um, to occupy your mind for the next couple of minutes while we go around uh, the table again, mm-hmm. the virtual table, uh, you were able to find, to start with, uh, three separate strikes of what appear to be large containers of, it's still throwable, uh, kind of like a Greek fire type. Okay. Explosive. And those sort of account for a foul smell in the area. Sure. Uh, There likewise appears to be a rather sizable uh, sort of container that was at the location roughly of the chimney, but just below the floor level of um, the room you guys were staying in. Okay. And that area appears to be a primary source of the explosion. Okay. So uh, instead of heating up to the container, it seems that the radiant heat around eventually, you know, either there was some sort of timer or whatever, but something under the floor, you're not really can't really remember if there's like a storage room underneath or something, but something in there detonated with the express purpose of it was going to take that section out the hardest. All right. Okay. uh, It seemed very planned. Last time he was down there, he was worried about a different detonation. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Thorn. Yep. Hearing rumbles of thunder and seeing some flashes of lightning back uh, the way you came. Uh, the mountains ahead of you, the view is rather stunning at, at certain points. There appears to be a, uh, a drop-off in the trees uh, a couple miles ahead that might, um, sort of like the there's a, a grade to this uh, land and you seem to be heading downward so every once in a while you can see breaks where you see the tops of the trees instead of just another bunch of trees off in the distance. And the weather over the mountain range appears challenging, but uh, somewhat typical. And the game trail that you are on is fairly quiet. You can see now and then some deer or other animal types or what you think are shadows scurrying off into deeper shadows. The spider does not seem to be hunting, but if left to its own accord, seems to definitely be heading back down this trail. Although it seems like it would be willing to leave the trail at any given point in time, uh, this just seems to be, as far as whatever memory spiders have, this seems to be the most expeditious. 
Okay. Um, uh, does it seem too quiet for uh, like a certain like the the for example the animal life? Is it? Um, I mean, I'm I'm sure the animal life would be if it's a, a path well used by this spider, given that it's taking it. Um, and I I would assume that the animals would sort of grow used to this sort of traffic, I guess. Um, so does it seem unusually quiet for this sort of area? Like, can I pick up on any sorts of, uh, clues or hints via the trees? Has anything else moved past here? Well, there, it's sort of like the trail is on the, uh, tail end of, or the emergence from a rather significant event. Um, there's light chirping of birds again there's limited animal activity but everything is very skittish as if the disruption that came through here um, really upset things but for the moment you don't get the sensation that the animals are looking to absolutely flee this path for good um they're kind of in the mindset of being able to go to ground if needed, but you're, you going by on a giant spider doesn't seem to be the worst it's gone by on his path recently. <laughs> okay. This is not okay. a good situation. <laughs> so something worse than a giant spider has been through this area. Well, uh, there you're not you're not certain if you know I have no idea how giant spiders smell and stuff, but there is a chance that you know you may be you being somewhat animalistic or masked by the overall scent of the giant spider, maybe the animals aren't exactly reacting to you. Um, they're definitely making way for the giant spider, but it's more sort of the oh, you are higher in the pecking order than you know the rest of us, but it's not that it's not that human oh white tail deer fleeing type thing. Okay, so maybe um, maybe I could use a, a nature check to determine anything unusual in the area um, in regards to, like you said, if, if, if a larger presence has been through here recently, maybe it's left some sort of mark or track okay. um, that, I could, that I could use to follow, perhaps. Okay. Okay, so nature check. What's my nature? Let's go with a difficulty of 20 to start with here. Okay. So, uh, that'd be a 28. Okay. You've been traveling along, and as you start to uh, pay attention to the more um, micro portions versus macro portions of the scene, you kind of remember that you've been seeing these sort of weird purple... Uh, maybe not rocks, but there's there's some purple stuff on the ground here and there. Um, it may or may not sort of resemble scales or something along those lines, but um, they seem to be on the ground. At, at first, in passing, they would just sort of look like a, a, a local stone or mm -hmm. just whatever. But something about them doesn't strike you as sort of having a, a harmony to the local uh, color palette. It can be so. It's 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 not going to be like a Johnny Depp situation where I get down, I lick a rock because I'm th so thirsty, and I'm in the middle of nowhere, and then it turns into a crab. Is it? No. 
It sounds like a okay. fucking dragon. Better not be. Well, it wouldn't be Dungeons and Dragons without dragons. I mean, we've already had the dungeon part. We haven't had a dragon part good yet, point, so. Good point. You had a skeletal dragon. Come on now. Um, yeah, but it was a skeleton. It wasn't. I want flesh and blood. All right. And it didn't move. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was dead. There um, is. It was only one, too. Just a <laughs> dragon. So. And and just just to throw in because you you had such a nice score, the smell in the air is is very much of uh, kind of an overturned earth smell. Okay, so something has definitely gone through here and sort of disturbed the the topsoil. Yes. Um, and the sniffing isn't to be in character; it's just because I got a cold, but it works. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so uh, I think what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to leave. I'm going to perform an attack, but I'm going to do it more so as a mark of where I've been, as opposed okay. to um, like physically attacking anything. So I'm going to use my elemental spirits. Okay. The ivy goes uh, no. <laughs> 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 it's a critical um, hit against the grass. <laughs> I'm going to attack the darkness. <laughs> Where's the darkness? Or the real darkness? <laughs> I want to use magic missile against the darkness. Okay, so I'm going to use elemental spirits, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to use um, something that'll that'll actually stand out to to Zanatari because I know she's a little bit more perceptive than the other two at the moment, given that um, Mithran is a little bit upset about his stick, and Cesar is just an old man. Um, no offense, old man, I love you, but you're an old man. Yes, I am. With the libido of, like, a 15-year-old. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... <laughs> this is made all the more funny by the fact it's all on video, so I could actually see these facial expressions. I'm oh. just waiting for uh, for Cesar to give us a wink. All right, so I'm going to wink, wink. No, yeah, I'm going. Say no more. Say no more. Wink is a, is a, is as good as a nod to a blind bat. Yep. Yep. Okay, so I'm going to use um, elemental spirits, and I'm going to choose the lightning type damage type. Okay. So, um, and I'm going to hopefully, if I can. Do good. Um, whether you want to give me a challenge number or something like that, to basically maybe carve or use it to leave like a, a lingering impression of it, like an icon or a symbol uh, on the trunk of a tree. Um, so let's see here. I'm going to Thorn roll. Heart spider. What? <laughs> Never mind. Um, for, 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 for those of us of the older generation who used to actually carve messages into trees, uh, she I think she's making... Yes. It's not green anymore, guys. It's not cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not, not eco-friendly. Yep. This is only leaving an impression. I'm not carving into a tree. All right. Yep. So it's going to leave like a flickering magical rune on the tree You're in embossing. the shape of lightning. Yeah, I'm, yeah. So let's see... Um, That'll be a 19 versus the AC of the tree. Okay. Uh, you're able to form that. Uh... And then I'm going to roll damage to see how potent it is. Okay. 
1d10 plus 6. That's uh, 9 damage, so I'd say pretty potent. Let's, um, since you're using a non-standard uh, application in this regards, let's give it about 5 hours. Okay. Wow. So, there you go. Okay. And then uh, I continue on the path, as you would expect. Okay. Zenitari. Yeah, okay. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did I get a response? Well, I guess I should say first. I would like to check the room where we were staying. You gave us a brief description of some of the stuff that happened in the room, but I guess I want to see if it was an accident that we had the fire. It kind of sounds like you're implying that maybe this was some sort of a, like a primitive bomb or something of that nature because it happened in the lower level. Um, I'm not Caesar, but uh, I guess I want to roll... Let's see. Mm, I guess I want to roll a perception check, maybe. Okay. And see if I can try to determine... Like, if this was just an accident or some sort of a magical attack, or okay. why? Sure. Okay. All right. 14. From what you can tell, um, there doesn't appear to be the remains of uh, many... I guess when I say metal rings like you'd sort of find in a um, oh, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Barrel. Sort of that old-fashioned cartoon uh, Cooper's Barrel. The, right, right. There doesn't seem to be a large scattering of those in the area under where you recall our bedroom to be. Uh, Were the there a lot of barrels underneath our bedroom? It you you never went looking to see if there's a storeroom, but under in that area there there isn't. So it doesn't sort of strike you that there's the um, it doesn't strike you like that there was an oil storeroom or something there for the the lamps and and so forth. So your gut instinct, having seen you know your good fair share of explosions and stuff like that. Um, sort of leads you that this was a planned event versus uh, somebody left the light on and, you know. Okay. There's there's two little coincidence to the day. Okay. Um, I would turn to Mithrin and Cesar now that Mithrin has located his stick and see, kind of suggest maybe we should move through the town and take a look at some of the other buildings, make sure the rest of the people are well. And, and I believe that we own a house here somewhere. So it might be good to check that out and see if they're finished talking to the locals and they want to come. Okay. Uh, by the way, for your perception check, I'm going to rule that uh, you two were also able to, uh, sorry, you as well were able to see that there is uh the return the of the tower, okay. but more importantly, that there is a uh, extremely distant sound of a thunder strike, but also in town, um, the sound of thunder 
and so forth has died away. The um, sound, though, from just kind of taking a moment to collect your, your thoughts and everything since you're not being attacked, would seem to be in the direction towards the shrine of your deity that you were allowed to set up in town. What was coming from the deity? Say that again, please. The the shrine for your deity that you were allowed to set up in town. Taylor mm-hmm. granted you some land there. Um, the As you were making your way to the inn, you were hearing uh, sounds of uh, thunder and so forth. Ah, uh, like, okay. Like my god was communicating through that. Well, okay. so, some, something, something was going on in that general area. Um, but... You know, in, in the in the haste to get to the end and everything, this is just kind of putting putting your 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 brain into idle use, um, going from idle use to active, kind of sorting things out. And okay. Just give you some bits and pieces for your perception check, some of it for free. I guess everything would kind of solidify in my head at once, and I would have a little bit of a panic attack that the church was attacked of Palor, mm-hmm. and the priestess was killed of Palor. Maybe they have some issue against deities or religion and like I would panic that they were gonna smash my shrine and go running out of the inn toward it. Okay. <laughs> so Xanatari runs off like Mithrin. No <laughs> well, Who's I'm, crazy now? <laughs> I'm only I'm Cesar has absolutely nothing to lose. <laughs> I'm I'm oh, yeah? actually I'm absolutely I've got your woman to... over here. I've got another one over here. Oh never mind. I'm thinking her title is going to be some repeating thing of long, repeating thing of no. Exactly. But, all right. Uh, Cesar. Yes. You've had uh, some time. You've got a little bits and pieces. If you want to bring the scene to um, any sort of description and whatever else, we'll take some time with you now. All right. Well, I mean, it's, it seems pretty clear to me that uh, the... Uh, Efforts were at the, you know, at least par- partially directed specifically towards us, unless it's a huge coincidence that that one container happened to be directly under where we were staying. Um, is there a way I can get a closer look at one of the containers or that one specifically to see if there's anything, you know, telling about them? Um, the other containers, uh, the three others, look like they were uh, thrown. And okay. tossed about uh, against the building to cause their disruption. Yeah. As you are able to get closer to the larger one that was under the room, you do detect some artificer handiwork in that there is uh, some stuff that was set around to uh, perhaps induce, based upon the fire being active in that room and so forth. Uh, it's kind of a not exactly a quick jury rig like someone had only two minutes to get in there, but um, you know, somebody somebody knew that these particular days people are running fires and there there might be a a fire in that room. And it's it's been a couple period you know, it's been a bit of a time that that room has been in use by you guys, so um, you know, it's easy to somewhat to do the math. Alright. Well, I think I'll bring this back to the rest of the group and share with them sort of what I found. And uh, is I don't know if Xanatari, if her panic attack has taken her away from the area yet or not. Uh, but uh, 
yeah, I'll sort of share them with them the information that I gathered at this point. And, uh, okay, so Xanatari, does Cesar manage to catch up with you first, or are you gone lickety-split? And... Because you, you, you guys are going to be going in opposite directions, pretty much. Uh, Mithra's going one way, you're going the other way, and uh, as far as I'm aware, Cesar doesn't zip down the middle, so... Okay, well, <laughs> I guess I would run out the door and kind of make sure that I'm looking around to see if there's other devastation or if there's drought. I mean, I would be somewhat cautious, but I would dash right out the front and then kind of pause and look like left and right and try to see. So he, if he catches me at the point where I stop and look left and right, he would catch me. Otherwise I'm like running. Cesar, I'm going to leave this choice up to you is, is how you would like to play that out with her. Or you can um, go after uh, Mithrin who's running to the courtyard. I will. Let's see. How about let's, Let's say I'm in there, I'm, you know, spending time, I have to get close to things because I'm, I'm nearsighted, uh, so let's say maybe I just miss Xanatari as I come out. Okay. Okay. So she's gone. Where are my friends? Very uh, good. Yeah. You know another case of uh, medieval senior abandonment? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, in an hour you find me wandering down the street with no pants on. <laughs> Again! <laughs> who, who am I? <laughs> That's been somewhat standard. Yeah. That's your best That's your best a little bit different That's, reason. I'm glad to say that I'm line. having a lasting impression on this skirt. <laughs> That's your best pickup line, wandering around town going, hey, I'm lost, who am I? Feed me some soup. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Mithrin. Yes. Here I am. Through the wonders of the interwebs, uh, let's uh, finally get you to this courtyard. I'm prepared. I am okay. running full full bore towards uh, what I believe to be possibly my staff. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, um, searching for his staff. Normally, I don't have to look that far, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Paying attention or not, uh, the horse. Uh, levels its gaze upon you. Uh, it doesn't even move an iota. You know, it's not sort of like clomping away in fear as you come running up to it. Uh, you do notice it sort of sample the air with its nose, uh, and there's a faint expression of curiosity within its animal eyes, but um, it seems to treat you exactly as if you are its uh, rightful owner and um, haven't particularly, uh, you know, pissed it off or whatever that it, you know, would shy away from you. It, it seems very well trained. Nice. And, uh, what, 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 what color is it, just out of curiosity? Um, it is sort of just one of your standard large uh, kind of Clydesdale type course it may be a little bit more maneuverable it is a got splot it's a white horse it does have of a couple patches of uh light brown i don't i'm a little low on my lore horse lore here but it's it's okay it's uh kind of sort of splotchy horses um it's an appaloosa <laughs> I, I can't i can't tell if you're joking or not but uh um 
Okay. I guess, in, I, guess in, I guess in my eyes, I sort of see it. Uh, if you remember the movie Crawl, I don't. But okay, okay. For for those in the listening audience, uh, Mithrin included, uh, if later on, if you would go and look up the movie Crawl, is the horse named Glaive? No, mm. no. Um, there's something called uh, the Fire Horses, and they are this sort of Clydesdale type uh, horse. That's sort of the, um, you know, they're they're not a heavy draft horse in terms of pulling, but it looks right. like it could take an armored form and move it swiftly around gotcha. the field of battle. Gotcha. Uh, getting closer to the horse, um, you're, of course, going to be fixated on the staff. You will notice, though, that the uh, blankets underneath the saddle, which is a very nice saddle, uh, looks rather quite a lot like some handcrafting that your mom has done before. However, her efforts seemed a little bit more novice at the time that you last remember her doing these sort of things. But um, your staff is there. But uh, clearly to you, it is a, a different sort of instrument. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. It. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm right next to it, correct? You. Yep. And it's uh, leaning up against the. Uh, one end is in the ground. The other is in the pommel against the. Okay. Saddle and. I I would like to pick it up and immediately check for um, certain uh, notches in it that I have put in that I know for a fact that could not be duplicated because they are personal memories of stories that I have learned. Okay. The notches that you are seeking are there. Um, There is a sort of thumb-worn quality to the wood over these particular stories. Uh, You are able to tell, though, that they are a replacement carving but it is by your hand and not um, a forgery. There's certain strokes that you have. Um, again, I'm trying to not have this go yeah. down the trail. But your carving has a certain personality to it and right. yours has been clearly part of this particular instrument. Uh, the wood itself is a different type of wood. A um, bit stronger, a bit heavier than uh, what your previous staff was. And it is approximately two foot longer in length uh, than the staff that you have been traveling with. Wow. And there are considerable other notches and even entire carvings within this staff that you have no expletive idea what they're about. Oh, freaky okay. tower. Hmm? Wow. So here's my out of character thing. This is total, total, like mind blown moment. <laughs> okay. Pretty, pretty, pretty much. If, if, if you own, if you owned a, uh, a gremlin, a car. Sure. 
and then walked out the next morning, and there was the Maserati version of. You know, and, I don't and think you, that and, exists. And you, you loved your gremlin, and you had pimped out your gremlin and everything else like that. But now you had like the Maserati that. version of that looked like a gremlin, but it was yeah. way better. Yeah. But you know, this this thing would have taken Kit from Knight Rider and you know left it in the dust. It it's, gotcha. it is the it is the Chuck Norris of gremlins. Okay. Um, um, I having noticed this, yeah, the Chuck Norris of gremlins. I like that, by the way. It has a fist uh, in the grill. It's tough. <laughs> uh, so I, I would like to pick it up and, and just and kind of go if as long as all my marks are there so that the stories are are correct I I'm pretty happy with this so so can I can I be guaranteed that all of the marks that I have made are there you can be guaranteed that they are there you can be guaranteed that they are old and worn yeah and you can be guaranteed that there is some sort of defense on this staff. Really? And you okay. feel suddenly the staff turns into a snake. Oh no! Oh, you can call me Moses. <laughs> yeah, that's people. a Bible but joke. The, there was, there was, there was almost, there was almost Easter a Sunday. moment like when when you find you find something and you know you're about to put your hand on the mouse trap or whatever just for some reason but you get a moment that there is that between this is really a good thing and this is really a bad thing and sure. the staff seems to give you the indication that there is like this moment where should I have grabbed that or is it going to detonate on me type feeling but yeah. it but it's like through. I know you you're alright yeah. gotcha yeah. okay well um, I am going to hang on to it um, I'm going to look at the horse and I'm going to be like, you are a good horse. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I name you Dagger Rock. Okay. And uh, <laughs> see where everyone else is. <laughs> okay. Uh, and just so you're knowing, Dagger Rock is uh, Elvish for battle horse. So. Okay. Wow, that was um, Tolkien? I would have never guessed. Never. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> The horse, the horse, kind of gives you a a somewhat quizzical look, like, um, okay, if you say so. I haven't heard that in a long time, but um, fine. And you see, <laughs> you see, says we're in the midst of uh, having a moment where he's about ready to uh, drop his pants and go wandering through town. <laughs> but you also see, uh, Zanis I like Hari. how that's a conscious decision. Just yeah. drop them. Well, <laughs> I guess I better drop my. Don't pants. need that burden. Yeah. Some people, some people decide which way the wind is coming. Put a finger in their mouth. Others are less scientific. <laughs> Damn. Alright. Um, and then you see Xanatari taking off at a uh, fairly brisk clip. Um, having departed the inn uh, rapidly. I like the part where he's like made his conscious decision and he's dropped his pants and he's just decided to declare to the town, Winter is coming! <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my Therefore, excuse. Therefore, I need no pants. Winter is coming, I promise. <laughs> Enjoy summer while you can. Uh, until, she, until he finds an autumn and she takes him in and feeds him soup. Okay. Ba-dum-bum. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Mithrin. As we start moving around the room again, um, you wanna? I I would like to anyone or? Yeah, I I run up to uh, Cesar and say, "Pull up your pants! What's <laughs> going on?" 
Cesar um, explains, uh, well, I, I found some uh, traces of explosive uh, devices and uh, a bit of uh, it's, it's, uh, a substance that causes uh, a long-lasting burn that is hard to put out. Uh, one of the uh, main uh, sort of explosive, I don't know if I would call it a device, uh, was located directly under the the rooms that we had rented, so it seems it strikes me as something that could be directed towards us. But mm. that's basically what I found in there. Uh, what about you? That sounds lousy. I found my staff. <laughs> All is well. Where's the Atari? That sounds less lousy. I don't know. This is not <laughs> a good. Disturbs me. <laughs> this is but, not. This is not good times. By the way, Mithrin, um, the horse, as you started to move away, the horse has followed you. Aww. Aww. Come over here, horsey. Hi. Right. I don't know how I feel right now because nobody's gone, hey, where's Fang gone? He hasn't been there for a while, stupid <laughs> thorn. Uh, well, actually, Cesar, Cesar did mention, uh, you know, you left of your own accord, so. Yeah, well, you went off on a giant spider, and I'm not following yeah, but, a giant spider, but, but, so. It, but Mithrin's like, hey, where's the Natari? Hasn't even noticed that I've gone because he wasn't <laughs> paying attention to uh, to Cesar. No one loves I you. Thought, I thought we were friends, man. I thought we were friends. I was going to share the spider with you. <laughs> he doesn't need Fluffy. He has Tolkien. I, I, I will, I will, uh, I will come and, and find you as soon as I may and as soon as you lose the spider. Uh, <laughs> that'll, that'll be never, so... You do realize that thing is still on fire and just freaky as hell and brings back a lot of memories of a bad trip I had. So, <laughs> letting you know. By, by the way, the fairy fire is long gone, but in your brain, ooh. Yeah, it's there forever, believe me. Yep. <sighs> Fluffy is forever a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you didn't see Xanatari go anywhere, Cesar? When I came back out of the, the wreck of this place, she was gone. I don't I don't know. All right. Mithrin, you would you would have seen uh, seen her depart in your... Okay, well, uh, Cesar, I, I believe we should follow her. I think I saw her go this way towards uh, the temple area. So. If you knew where she was, why did you ask me? I thought maybe you knew for sure. I mean, there's people picking me up for no reason. All right, there's... Sonny, let's go. Don't lecture me. <laughs> All right. Don't tell me. Oh, and In... by the way, by the way, Cesar. What? Okay, I, I need you to look at this staff when you get a chance. Not right now, but when you get a chance. Don't and tell me if there's it. anything weird going on with it. And also tell me if there's a way that you can uh, um, do something with it so I can carry it around all the time. That's what he said last night. Don't do it. All right, well, as we walk, you can tell me if you're having any burning sensations in it. <laughs> <laughs> you're the one that was just in a, in a flaming place, not me. So Weapon proficiency. The new Yes. Term. <laughs> okay, moving right along, following Xanatari. Okay, uh, following on the heels of Mithrin, um, the innkeeper has pulled out a large uh, hammer and a couple of the other people have armed themselves. And while cheering... So they're following when, us? When, when, one last cheer, they like are... Parade. They are they they have fallen in behind uh, Mithrin and Caesar as they move away. the The horse, of course, comes with you. They got confused. They thought Mithrin's staff was like a, a baton. <laughs> Sing the music, man, Mithrin. 
the have you guys heard John Philip Sousa? <laughs> so. And Mithrin goes immediately to level 20 for having invented the parade. A cultural <laughs> phenomenon sweeps across the Forgotten Realms. It's no longer forgotten that on April 6th, the parade was invented. There are parades which have just now been invented, done, to celebrate the invention of the parade. <sighs> I would also like to slap Cesar on the back and be like, Look at this! We're awesome! <laughs> okay. Um, as you guys are moving along behind Sanitari, and Sanitari, you would notice this also, uh, the houses are starting to open up. There's um, some cracked doors as people look around, trying to figure out now that it's light, are the vampires still attacking, and all that other sort. Um, but no, there's no real traffic on the streets. And... What sort of pace and clip are, are you taking things at, Sanitari? Well, I was running. I have my uh, sword out, and I'm running full out towards the shrine, which I assume is pretty much like an open mm-hmm. you know, stone thing. It's not like surrounded by walls, so I should be able to see from a distance you know, what's going on, hopefully. Okay. Um, as you are running up uh, to that area, and is indeed open enough for you to see, you see that there is uh, a figure at the temple and appears to be fighting uh, the another figure. There appear to be some bodies on the ground. And pretty much as you get within firm vision of the temple range, uh, there is a very loud and vibrant lightning strike upon um, the figure that is uh, one of one of the figures and it is just as if um, as uh, I guess to borrow the Marvel comic thing when Thor hits something mm. something hits one figure hits another figure and there is just this massive out of nowhere lightning strike that just zots the all bejeebus out of um, this other figure. And there is a extremely loud peal of thunder at that point in time. Okay. I want to roll a perception to see if I know these two figures or if I recognize you know, what kind of race they are or anything about them that I can find. So. Okay. Where's my perception? 26. Okay. Uh, one of the figures you think, uh, was already, um, of, of dark skin, extremely dark skin, uh, potentially white haired or some sort of, uh, flash of, uh, bright color, um, about the head region okay. before, uh, the entire figure is charred. The other one appears to be the elder son of the blacksmith. Okay, so I was looking at two figures. One's the elder son of a blacks of the blacksmith. I presumably mm-hmm. recognize him since I was at the blacksmith. Yep. And the other is a drow, I'm assuming, and he's now dead. Uh, yep. You seem to be. And there's on. no one else there. Uh, nope, but I've, I've got some info for when you come rolling up to set the scene, if you would like that, so whenever you're done 
Um, okay, I'm running up enraged, basically, that uh, I'm assuming the Strau is doing something bad to the uh, to the shrine and disturbing the shrine, and I would be just really enraged and run right up and uh, kind of actually a little annoyed that the blacksmith has killed him because I really, really wanted to shock him. Okay. Some people uh, like their sticks. Some people like their stones, I guess. Because your temple's made of stone. Okay, I was Come like, on. what? I, I was leaving that purposely, that air gap in there, just for people <laughs> to draw their own conclusions. I was snickering here off on the side. Um, <laughs> I was just like, this is the most awkward silence I've ever created. <laughs> like, I can interpret that several ways, and I don't I like it. I bet you I could do better. But anyway. <laughs> um, your perception also would show that there uh, are six other, well, there's a total now of six bodies at this site of your um okay the blacksmith's son's been busy apparently because uh they don't none of them seem to be locals that you can can tell uh there is um one body that is still somewhat twitching whether it be from the electrical strike or it's actually still alive and awaiting your vengeance um but as you come rolling up uh, you can see this blacksmith's son. He's been fighting. His weapon still is sort of in the final stages of that electrical kind of crackling haze that your own weapon gives mm-hmm. off when you use your special attacks. Um, but the entire figure of, of, of this guy seems extremely drained. Um, And looking up, he sort of takes a moment to see who it is that's coming up and whether he needs to try and raise, like, he is literally to the point that this, this, you know, blacksmith hammer that he's got is probably like the heaviest thing in the world to him. He looks up, sees who you are, and whether out of exhaustion or respect, drops to one knee suddenly. And lowers his head. Okay. You have this figure going, and then you have um, uh, a perhaps still live-ish, quote-unquote, drow to... uh, Live-ish? Well, he's twitching with electricity, but... It's not very satisfying. Oh. Okay. Well, you're, you're you're not sure if he's still alive or if it's like still just the impact of because he's he's not like crackling, but he obviously took some took some good hits. Okay. Well, as I run up in front of the blacksmith, I would give him give the figure on the ground that's twitching a good stab for, you know, just for the heck of it, and <laughs> um, stop in front of the blacksmith and uh, just. Ask him what went on, but also try to convey that I'm really grateful that the fact that he's here, and uh, if I know his name, I would, you know, thank him and call him by his name, but we'll see. I don't know. Okay. With that, would you take us out for this episode, and then we'll pick up with the next episode uh, right after um, maybe like a two, three-minute pause? Okay. Perfect. 
Sure, thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathd4dishonor.com, subscribe on iTunes, and find us on Twitter at deathd4. Please take a listen to the Gray Area Podcast about advice and interviews on relationships between gamers and the Super Number One Podcast with Kevin and Andrew. One topic, two geeks, several beers. One at grayareapodcast.com and the other at supernumberone.lipson.com. Join us for our worldwide adventure and stay tuned for next week as we continue our travels. Hey everybody, Rabbit here with a public service type announcement. As you may or may not know, Genesee used to have sponsorship for her podcasts, but she doesn't anymore. As such, I suggested to her in the meantime that she could put up a Amazon wish list. And after many, 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 many messages on Facebook, I finally convinced her to do so. Genesee was very hesitant and uh, felt weird about saying this herself, so uh, the bunny will do it for her. So if you have enjoyed her Gray Area podcast, and you might want to return the smile or uh, good times, you now have a chance to do so through the Amazon wishlist. All you have to do is go to Amazon.com and do a search for wishlist and type in GeneseeGray at Yahoo.com and it should pop right up there. And when I checked it this morning, gifts range from some books at around $10 was the low range. And then it was a few games that are older games, so they were sort of, you know, mid-range price, like around 20 25 bucks or so. And then it was at least one or two uh, newer games that are, you know, around 55 to 60 bucks. But if you have enjoyed her podcast and want to say thank you in a way that is not a direct donation of monies, you can do an indirect donation of monies through uh, getting a gift. You can go to the Amazon wishlist and pick out something and send it to her. And if you can't afford to send a donation... But you do want to send some appreciation to your favorite podcaster. Pretty much all of us do appreciate getting a little note now and then. Send an email or post on the Facebook page. Okay, that's it. Okay, thanks. Bye. Um, I explained what I found in the... uh... Oh, great. (laughs) That would be a child's toy. Just starting to sing. It might be done. I don't know if you heard it or not. It's a, is it, it sounded like it's a gosh dang it army. <laughs> what kind of child's toy do you have? Oh, okay. I gotta go turn it off. One second. My 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 mom's first Cylon. What? <laughs> my first Cylon. <laughs> Prepare the for Halo. Thing I have Preschool. ever seen happen on the podcast. Let's play. Let's learn about music. Let's let's play again Ooh. soon. Let's not. Oh, dinosaur! Musical dinosaur. <laughs> Tonight, he's going to wake up in the middle of the night and find the dinosaur sitting on his chest going, let's play! Let's play. <laughs> oh, Xander. You know, may, maybe maybe it's, maybe, maybe, maybe it's just kind of like, you know, the, the children's version of a dialogue, like, educate, 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 <laughs> educate. <laughs> no. <laughs>
<laughs> you are sensing, <laughs> learning, Ed, educate. <laughs> Keep getting higher in pitch. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> you know why? Because I linked him the, um, <laughs> it was a relaxation tape made by Daleks, and it was just like this music, this trance music, and it was like saying the same thing, like you were relaxing, except it kept getting higher and higher and more and <laughs> more relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your stress will be exterminated. That's funny. Calm, that okay? hold it, hold, hold it, breathe, educate. No, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. <laughs> it turned itself back on. This is getting creepy. I was actually just going to say, you should get on Ghost Hunters or something. He's going to take the batteries out. You know, for an October, you, you suck pretty bad at uh, turning off a children's toy. It became haunted tonight. They're, des they're designed not to shut off, so. Now, now we just need night terrors from the dog on the other end. Yeah. Of, uh, <laughs> yeah. The drow have invaded Cez's house. Mm -hmm. My dog ate an entire uh, package of peeps today. Oh. What? Yes. Wish I was that dog. Also a ton of chocolate. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, we'll see. Right. It's why you never hide the Easter baskets. I've had that happen before. You can't oh, no, it was just stuff up on the counter. She just has decided she's going to eat off the counter now. Oh. She <laughs> suddenly learned how to use a ladle. <laughs> <laughs> how would you figure out this can opener, dog? Oh, you're the most smart dog ever. And Oh, now you're dead. Oh. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Haven't you heard her massive ears? She can climb anything. It's yeah. the same one. <laughs>